Blessings, this is Pastor Larry Inclan with Living 412. We want to welcome you to today's program. Uh, I have my wife with me, Sarita Inclan. Hi, God bless you guys. And uh, we want to share or talk about a specific topic today that my wife was, uh, I guess, it was put in her heart. And um, we pray that it blesses you, um, that it somehow motivates you and uh, makes a change in your life. Amen. So I'll give you the floor, um, get us started, and, and I'll just jump in whenever, whenever you're ready. Yeah, um, basically it was, it was based on uh, your message from yesterday, um, or should I say like an extension of that, because you were speaking about love um, from 1 Corinthians, I believe it was. 13. Mm-hmm. Right, 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, and um, it just got me thinking... I guess I was kind of thinking about it today, meditating on what you were saying, and uh, it got me thinking about authenticity, that word authenticity, and I guess for me, and for most of the world, society nowadays, uh, authenticity is kind of scarce. It's all over the place, basically, where, you know, everyone's trying to figure out who I am, their image. Uh, how they should act, how they should look. You know, some people, they're like thinking about diets. Other people are thinking about um, exercise, exer- like what I should wear and how I should eat. And, and then others are thinking about how I need to act, you know, how I need to treat other people. And specifically for us, we've been sort of uh, preaching and teaching about that as well, as far as how we should treat others, how we should... Um, behave towards others and show love to one another and I was thinking about that word authenticity and and I said I remember saying (coughs) I'm looking basically to live under Jesus's authenticity and what that would look like and so basically that's kind of how I wanted us to chat today about that Uh, you know living under Jesus's authenticity with his authenticity you know with his stamp with his mark what does that look like and I figured that first Corinthians was such a good foundation for us as Christians to use as to what that authenticity looks like for instance being patient because his love is patient being patient with people no matter how stubborn they may be or how difficult they may be. Being kind, as it says, love is kind. Being kind to people no matter how they act towards me. You know, and I remember somebody saying, I mean, I've discussed these kinds of things with my kids, you know, because they go, they go to school and they deal with all kinds of characters and attitudes and all kinds of scenarios and situations when it comes to people. And I could remember often t- you know, teaching them about what the Bible tells us, you know, love your enemies and and um, treating people with kindness no matter what. And I know that in the past they, it's come up, you know, oh, well, that's not fair. That's not fair. How? Why do I have to always be the better person? That's like the biggest complaint. I think not only for my kids, but just all of us in general, no matter where we are in our walk with Christ, we've been there. At one point or another, 
or many times even, you know, we've thought to ourselves, that's not fair. Why do I keep having, have to, why do I keep, well, I can't think today. (laughs) Why do I have to keep on being the better person every single time? I think sometimes we'll find ourselves doing it with a lot of people more often than not. I mean, as it is, it's what we're called to do. We're called to love on everyone no matter what. And I remember when that when that came to that question came to me and me having to answer that for myself. Like why why do I keep having to do this, God? Why do I keep having to be the better person in this scenario? It isn't fair. And I can remember distinctly God answering that for me. Just simply, I had to stay quiet. If you read his story when he was arrested and when he was before, you know, different governors or different kings or different leaders, different rulers, Pharisees and all, many times, many, many times he shows us that when they try to mock him, by saying, you know, aren't you, if you are the son of God, why, for example, I'm not quoting anything in the Bible, but, you know, if you are the son of God, I could imagine they said, why can't you just break the chains that are holding you right now captive? If you, you know, if you are, I, I, I mean, so much so, like, they mocked him to the point where right before he went on the cross, they fashioned a crown of thorns for him mocking him saying huh you're the son of god you're the king huh the king that was sent here so here's your crown and made sure to dig that deep into his skull and the many times i think about the many times that he could have responded but he he chose it says i i know it says it in the word where it says he, he chose to stay quiet he would stay quiet he would not respond he would only respond when the holy spirit you know, pushed him or impulsed him to respond. And I think about that and I'm like, you know, he was human. He wasn't, he wasn't just Emmanuel, God with us. He was also human. He bled just like I bled and it hurt him just like it hurts me. But he still stood quiet. And so I use that as an example for everyone, whenever they come to me and they're like, "Ugh, it's not fair. Why do I have to always be the better person? Why do I have to keep being the better person? It's just because of love. You just have to remind yourself that it's for love. Right. And I remember you mentioning that yesterday in the preaching, too. You You said he did it for us out of love. It says for God so loved the world that he gave. He didn't have to give us. He didn't have to give us his son to die on a cross for us. And yet he did it. Right? Remember when you mentioned Mm -hmm. that? About how he loved us first? He loved us first. And it was even uh, before we had the opportunity to love him, he loved us first. Without conditions. Oh, I loved that example when you you gave that yesterday. Without any conditions, without any reason other than out of the abundance of his love, his grace, his mercy, he gave his only begotten son so that we can be reconciled back to him. And 
that is where I think our authenticity should lie. Where we are no longer one person in our home, but another person in front of others. Yeah. Our authenticity should be geared after the heart of Jesus, after the heart of God, where I don't have to have you love me for me to love you first. Yes. I don't need you to do anything for me for me to love you. I want to love you just because of who I am. I'm so secure of who I am and all the love that I have in me because it comes from God above. And he has already loved me, and now I need to pour out that same love that he poured out on me. I need to pour it out on others. And I would even go a step further, like, you know, sort of extend that what you just said and say, you know, it's I'm so secure in the love of Christ that exists in me Mm -hmm. because a lot of us get scared. And I know we've told people in the past, you know, whenever you are getting ready to do something that as a human being, you would normally say, "I, I shouldn't be doing this. I don't deserve this. But. Rather, you're doing it because, you know, you're following God's commandment and because you're trying to be obedient to his love, to his law. You know, picture Jesus. We always tell them, picture Jesus behind that person. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I challenge you to even go further and say, I'm secure. Like you said, I'm secure. Because of the love that exists inside of me. And I'm so secure in that, that that's what I'm using to be obedient. And, and that's what you have to be secure of, the love, you know, because the problem is we have a lot of insecurities of our own. Like you started off by saying our weight, our look, my haircut, uh, my outfit, uh, my job, my paycheck, whatever it is. We have a lot of insecurities. But one thing that we cannot be unsecure of is God's love for us. Give you an example. The Apostle Paul, he had a lot of insecurities. He said himself that he was one of the worst sinners. He said in his weakness, he was trembling. Yeah. In fear, he trembled, but he was secure of who who he had an impact with, who who he had an encounter with, and the love and grace and mercy that he received on behalf of God. Yes. He was so secure on that that he said, you know what? I know who I was, but I know who I am now because of the love that God deposited in me. Right. Even with all his, his, his failures, even with... All of his past, you know, his past was a dark past. And he didn't use that as fuel to become more insecure. He used it saying, in spite of all this, God loves me. Yes. He fashioned all his love on me. And I am so secure that I'm ready to preach that love that I received. Yes. And you can't be more authentic than that, Paul. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I'm thinking about right now. Like that love that man, I was so messed up. Mm-hmm. I was killing people, Christians. Yes. I was killing people. But now that I had this encounter with him, I am changed and I realize that I am loved. And now I need, I can't contain it. I have to go and preach. Am I going to get stoned? Possibly. Am I going to be jailed? Possibly. Am I going to be persecuted now myself after I was the one persecuting? P- probably. But I can't stop talking about God's love. Yeah. And that's what he did. Yep. And it's it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I recently was studying um, about, you know, just basically pushing forward 
and pushing through all the negative the negative thoughts and the negative emotions and the negative feelings and philippians chapter 3 came up which is he paul talks about how brothers and sisters i don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it because Mm -hmm. he was talking about that thorn and he was talking about his past and all the stuff that he's done but he says i but one thing I do, I forget what is behind. So, like, mm-hmm. I I know I did a lot of bad things, but I'm forgetting that. Every single day, I have to forget that. Push that back. Push all the bad negative thoughts back. Push all the bad negative feelings back and push forward. forward yeah. You know, I press towards what is ahead. So, when we press towards what is ahead, we're, we're, sa- we're saying, in essence, that we are focused on what is more important. And when you focus on what is more important, you take you take all the negativity that this world want that this world wants us to focus on. And you you place your focus on love, which is the main ingredient for all of us Mm -hmm. that we need. And I remember um, uh, Lisa Bevere. uh, She's one of the ladies that I love reading her her books and I love listening to her podcast but was she she mentioned one time sh- when uh, I was listening to her about you know releasing all these negativities and insecurities and things like that and and she mentioned something about idols and she said that whatever your idols are basically what that is is you're putting whatever you're putting your strength into it and you draw your strength from it and so if you're setting your sights on you know, I, what what I what I deserve and what I don't deserve. If you're setting your sights on that, then yes, you're going to be more focused on, oh, well, you know, I don't deserve for people to talk bad about me. I don't deserve for people to treat me this way. So I, in turn, you're going to be focused on, you know, uh, uh, trying to get back at people or trying to push people away. And essentially, that's like separation you're basically you're causing yourself to 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 separate which is what god doesn't want you to do and then in turn because of the fact that like the bible says in genesis it's not good for man to be alone you're instead of trying to get together with people you're gonna separate yourself and create this isolation and you're gonna start looking for things to fill that void tv and music and all these little escapes that we use and and then and then it's going to end up turning into idols see see how that works see how that connects it's going to turn into idols because what are you doing you're putting your strength into that and you're drawing your strength from it so this thing this topic (laughs) this topic goes so deep it's so it goes so much further and so deep but it's just the truth and it's and it's what we all deal with and it and and i and it was only a topic that really this whole authenticity came into my mind because it's it's real for me too and it's it's relevant for me and relevant for us now in these days that we're trying to push forward like paul said we're trying to push forward as christians we're trying to push through all the things that are happening all around us and the number one thing is us that us christians that we're supposed to do is love on other people and it could be hard it could be really challenging don't you agree yeah 
Yeah, but uh, <laughs> just like with Paul, you know, we have to deal with uh, not our own wisdom, not our own power. Um, in in First Corinthians two, he says that he comes to you not with eloquent words and wisdom. Instead, you know, he's coming with the testimony of God, of who God is, and that's how we should treat people according to who God is in our lives. Um, and not let it be our own power, let it be the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit that helps us deal with every daily situation that we may have. Our lives are supposed to be gospel-centered, you know, God-centered, that we model after who Jesus was. You know, that's the authenticity that we should seek after, that it should be modeled after humility, not pride. Um, make it be not about me, you know, not self-seeking, not self-centered. Yes. It should be um, sincere. And I think that's where a lot of people fail. Uh, a lot of us fail about the sincerity part, and that's where the lack of authenticity comes in. Yes. Where we are not sincere about the love that we want to give to people. We do it as a must, but not because we're so filled with love. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to love people just because the book that I'm reading is telling me to. Yeah. I don't want to love just because the scripture that I read tells me I have to. I really want to sincerely live that. Yeah. I want to, but you know, in order for, for me to really live that, I have to experience that love of God in my life first. Yes. Otherwise, I don't know how to give it. Yes. If I don't realize how how much grace has been given to me in my life, I don't know how to pass that forward. Yeah. If I don't recognize how much mercy I've been giving, have been given in my life, how am I going to learn to give that forward? Yes. So until God becomes real, active, impacting in your life, not this once a week Sunday, I hear a message for an hour and go home, not that kind of relationship. That's not, you know... You, you can't make a change that way. That doesn't happen. Imagine having a, a relationship, boyfriend and girlfriend, or, or even, you know, you and I. What if I only saw you for one hour a week? Is mm -hmm. that a relationship? No. It's never going to work. It's not enough. No. It's not going to work. So it starts at home. It starts with the daily um, connection. You know, it has to be a buildup. Yes. It has to be the constant intimacy you know the seeing you in the kitchen uh, telling you how nice your hair looks the uh, how wonderful the meal came out or you know all the little exchanges throughout the day mm -hmm. is what builds up to intimacy at night right yep so the same it, it it is with god you know we can't expect to have all those blessings that we're asking for just with that one hour a week on Sunday, I came, I said my prayers, I expect to be blessed. Yes. That's not the way it works. It's a buildup of a relationship where you're constantly speaking and talking to them, um, uh, just pouring yourself out about situations, praying for your brothers and sisters. Learning um, your verses. So this way, you know, you could use those verses on a day-to-day. -day. Yeah, and, and, and that's where I think the authenticity really lies in. How much are you giving of your time, of yourself to God. Mm -hmm. The more you give to him, the more you're going to realize who he, who he is in your life. Yes. The more you're going to realize he was in that situation. He was looking after your children. Mm -hmm. He helped for you to be in grace with that job or the bosses or whatever it is. He's the one sustaining you. He got you through that. And then you start seeing how many times he's, 
actually been there and you didn't take the moment to see. Mm-hmm. That should be the the authenticity that we should seek after that. Okay, at home, that's where it has to start. It has to start my connection with God, my my learning about him so I can model after him. Uh, it, it's it's like training at work. You know, I, we hire somebody new. We put them through a training before we release them on their own. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they don't know what they're doing. We do the same thing with our children, right? We teach them what they do for the first 18 or plus years of their life before we release them on their own. Yeah. And the same thing with us. You know, our, our lives have to depend on the scriptures that were penned for us, you know, spirit-led, spirit-filled, so that we can learn how to live this life according to God's ways so that we can release this love onto the people. And even, you know, just um, going back to what you said before, even that whole idea of, well, I don't want to be fake, you know, I don't, I don't receiving his genuine love is true and that's obviously what we need we need to receive him we need to recognize you know he's died for us for our sins receive his forgiveness but when you receive his forgiveness you know that's going to take for you to also apply forgiveness to yourself and to your life Mm -hmm. and it's going to take time like you said it's going to take time for you to apply forgiveness in all the areas that you need it because if you're like me (laughs) you had 101 (laughs) things to apply or even more things to apply forgiveness to and areas that i needed to apply forgiveness to myself and that to this day i'm still doing that So, you know, this walk with with Jesus, it's not like your instant coffee that you could just make it instantly and then you're drinking it and you're good to go. You know, it doesn't. doesn't. The authenticity of it. Right. (laughs) But it's just a matter of, uh, you know, day by day applying these principles and being obedient. And if God is asking you. To be obedient and forgive someone, you really don't want to forgive. It's not about being fake. Your obedience to Christ is simply trusting in him. Trusting your life to him. When you're being obedient to Christ, you're not showing the world, hey, I'm I'm fake. No, you're showing the world this stinks i i it's not easy for me to forgive this person but i am placing my trust in christ by being obedient to what he's asking me to do that's what you're showing people in this world and that's authenticity right there just trusting god trusting him with your life and it's hard my people oh i know on a day-to-day it's hard i get it but we can do all things not through our own strength we can do all things not because you know i picked up a five pound dumbbell and i started doing i'm relying on god's strength to get me through it just like when someone gets into a car accident and they're told they'll never be able to walk again 
because they're they can't move their legs but when they go to that physical therapist they look at that physical therapist and say i need you to be my legs right now and i need you to be my strength right now and that's what they do they hold on to that physical therapist while they're standing up just standing getting the strength to stand up or those crutches or those bars on the side that they have to walk in between but that's what jesus is for us he is our strength, and we use his strength to get things done. I'm going to share with you a, uh, a scripture that will help us deal with how to become authentic, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But you have to apply. It's one chapter, and I'm going to read it only because I do have about maybe five minutes, mm-hmm. and it's, it won't be as long as it sounds. Yeah. But you can look at Romans 14. Mm. Romans 14 says... That we are to accept one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. Mm. It says them, not one or the other, them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand for all. Mm -hmm. And they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. So again, going back to what she was saying, you know, the, the therapist helps you stand, helps you walk. This is so good. God, my Amen. goodness. Thank you, then it continues by saying, one person considers one day more sacred than the other. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives get, gives thank to God. Yes. For those of us who live <coughs> for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. Let me read that again. For none of us lives for ourselves alone. Thank you, Jesus. And none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. Yes. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died, returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Then, now it says, you then, (laughs) why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? Mm. For we all stand before God's judgment seat. We will. It is written. Yes. As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Here's the authenticity. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, 
that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person, it is unclean. For that person. <laughs> yeah, for that person. Yeah. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy someone whom Christ died. For whom Christ, for whom Christ died. Yes. Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken as of evil, as evil. Yeah. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace, joy, and no, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Hmm. Let us therefore make every effort to do what what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean. You know, and then he continues on, right? But I wanted to read that to you because this is how you learn to be authentic, to have that authentic love that just because someone believes in something different than you, they should not feel or be treated with less love. They should not be treated with contempt. Yes. They should not be treated as less. You know, you have to love them anyways. It's said that God has accepted them. So if God has already accepted them, who are you to say otherwise? Yes. Let us be authentic in our love. Let us be authentic in our actions. But first of all, you need to receive that authentic love from God. If you haven't experienced that love, we want to give you the opportunity to do that now. If you're in your car or you're at home, we ask that you just repeat after me. Lord, I don't believe I've experienced your love the way that I should. I ask you to come into my life. I ask that you take control of any situation, every area in my life that I have not given to you already. Forgive me of all my transgressions and be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, if that was you, we want to welcome you. Whether it's the first time you've said it, we want to welcome you to the family. If it's a, a millionth time that you've said mm -hmm. something similar and reaccepted the Lord, we want to welcome you back. This has been Living 412. We pray that it's been a blessing. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us via Facebook.com backslash HC Vineland, like Home Church Vineland. Um, you could also reach us via email at Ministries 6 at Gmail. Have a blessed week. We love you.